Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9, this is Dublin South FM. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Business Eye, another absolutely amazing, amazing Friday with beautiful sunshine. I think the sun is here. Summer has arrived. And with that, we have smiling, beaming faces in the studio today with two amazing guests. And I have a new co-host who is uh, jumping on the uh, spare seat there for a couple of weeks, Simon Haig. Simon, welcome. Joe, it's good to see you again. It is great, Simon. <laughs> well, well, you know, we, we, we interviewed you there a couple of weeks and I said, oh my God, that man, he's got a, he's got a voice for radio and he's got a face for radio as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Simon, who have we got today? We've got two fascinating guests today. We've got uh, Patricia Jakowska. Is that... The right That's way to right, say it. Yeah. Uh, and your operations accountant at Goal Global, Global. and a, you've another really fascinating role. And then we have uh, Carl Kennedy from yep. uh, Carl Moore Karting. And you've got a really interesting background. You've played soccer in the States and all that stuff. So, really interesting guests. Yeah, we definitely do. We have, uh, and both have lived different lives as well. Do you know they're, they, they're following their passion. Uh, congratulations on your results. I believe you got some award or something there last week, was it? That's right, Joe. Yeah, so I've been um, nominated to be the Chartered Star for 2019, representing the Chartered Accountants Ireland at the One Award in October. Wow. I don't know to find that exciting. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> and, and, and that's it. And you are actually then the uh, president of the JCI, and that's one of the reasons why we brought you in today as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. And then with Kyle, Kyle is, you know, Kyle wants to be and probably will be the next Schumacher. How <laughs> I'm a bit big for that, I think. It doesn't yeah. help with the weight distribution. Yeah, no, we just, we just have to make, shorten you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 stop yeah. eating as good a lot of food on it as well. So, Kyle, I'm go- I'll start with yourself. Um, Tell me, karting, why? And, is, you know, as a business, it's a fun recreation that we all love. I'm sure everyone here has, has yep, had a go with it. And I'm, I'm sure you'll give out a free ticket or something or a raffle to people. <laughs> if, you're to, lucky, if you're lucky. If we're lucky. <laughs> we're nice to you. Tell us, come on. Yeah, so uh, it, I, I suppose I was born into it. So I, I'm the managing director of Coilmore Karting, and we are Ireland's original karting centre. So we were opened in 1992. Um, as Ireland's first track and we've developed from one single track into three multi-level tracks and I guess the reason I mean it's such a niche such a niche market karting and people always have that question but it was my grandfather uh, Stuart Cosgrave who was a bit of a my late grandfather unfortunately but he's a bit of an Irish motorsport legend so he was a qualified solicitor so this starts off well before the 90s and he was a qualified solicitor and but his passion was always motorsport. Yeah. And in the late 60s, Ireland was in a bit of a crisis. Dunboyne and Phoenix Park wanted no more races. So he took it upon himself to build Ireland's first international race circuit and Mondello Park was born. So he founded and designed Mondello Park in 1968, uh, ran that for 20 years. I mean, not many people know, but like Art and Senna's race there, Mika Hacken and yeah, race yeah. there. It's, it was basically a platform for Irish racers. Yeah. And, that gave people like, you know, Tommy Byrne, Derek Daly, these type of guys, the platform to go on and yep. have successful 
full-time motorsport careers. So he then saw in the 80s while he was running Brands Hatch in Donington that karting was starting and he saw, well, this is great. Like yeah. this is an entry level into motorsport because usually motorsport has high barriers of entry, you know, costs. Yep. You know, if you're in Ireland and you want to be a professional racer, like you're going to the UK every weekend to do to do race meetings because it's just not to get noticed. So he said, well, this is great. We can now provide karting to anyone pretty much over the age of nine. So we have corporates, kids, birthday parties, stags, hens. What about tourists. the tourist market? You know, there's a lot of Chinese coming here and Americans and Germans and Brits. What about that market? That, that's actually a market we're actually trying to get into at the moment. And um, as most people know, uh, the tourist market is booming in Ireland. And yeah. I mean... We might not fit everyone's bill in terms yeah. of karting. You know, it's obviously a recreational activity. It's fun. fun it's safe right? is the main thing. That's what one yeah. of our big things is. It's safe. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely room for us to start partnering with. What about JCI? Do you think that'll be something that the association would actually bring people into uh, on a day out uh, as one of your events doing go-karting? Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I need to see. Maybe as one of our special events. I'm sure the lads would love it. I can remember when I worked in the motor trade many, many moons ago and remember we were in Appleyard Motors down the road and we did our team building and went out there and I was given out to this might be more team break I was given out to stop that argument because I've been there and I've and I've, and I've then done um, rally driving and I've also done stuff in Mondello as well and I was a big Formula 1 fan so I know it and all but JCI Mm -hmm. Tell the audience what JCI is about because people are going, what the hell is JCI? Absolutely. Well, so let's first of all start with clarifying what JCI stands for. Yeah. So it is a Junior Chamber International. And it is a network of young leaders around the world. We have um, over 200,000 uh, members around the world. Wow. We are present in over 100 countries. Uh, and here in Dublin and in Ireland, we yeah. have our presence as well. The um, Dublin City Centre chapter is the largest chapter in, in Ireland, um, where I'm having, and where I'm uh, currently the president for this year. So what do we do? Well, first, first of all, it is a voluntary organisation. So a lot of young professionals um, who are busy with their day-to-day -day career choose to do something good for the community, for themselves and for okay. the businesses um, around us in their free time. So okay. that's what we do. Wow. And it's a great organization as well because... Do you know, it, I, I was a bit insulted when you said junior and it was anyone under 40, is it? It's a junior. Yeah. I think anyone under a junior 20, that's us. Not 40. Do you mean, am I an old man? Am I, have I moved beyond that? You're getting there. It's, getting, it's, it's funny because I remember um, the golden oldies down in Seapoint Rugby Club and that that's was people right. over 30. Yeah. What the hell is a golden oldie? So, yeah, Time moves on. But... Uh, but with yourselves as well, one of the things is that you, you what you do for the organization is for the young people, giving them a network so they're not really stuck in another networking campaign or another organization with all fuddy duddies like, like Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also you do the talks once a month, you do like a, a, an educational talk, which uh, are very good and, and gr help grow your audience as well. Absolutely. So personal development is a huge part of, of what we do. Okay. Uh, we had Joe uh, speaking uh, to us in Febru February, January, I think. January. 
okay, one. Okay, it, very it was good. Goal, goal setting. setting. And I told yes. no one I don't believe in goals. <laughs> That's very true. That's how he started. <laughs> you can tell me outside whether he's any good or not. He was amazing. He was. People yes. absolutely yeah. loved him, even yeah. though he told us there is no such a thing as goals. <laughs> Set that intention. Any on a piece of paper, we'll have people complaining now. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was joyful. We have good ones and bad ones. <laughs> so how big? So how uh, how fast is the organisation growing here? And and how do you attract? new members sure um, so in Ireland it's actually still a kind of work in progress so we have approximately 120 members in Ireland right. Right. but when you compare it to other European countries where they have thousands of members yeah, of yeah. course that's pretty small now saying that of course in Ireland we have 5 million uh, of population so our pool is much yeah. smaller as well how do we attract them well we just send the message um, what GCI is about you know and, and, and it's that, that sense um, we hope to attract the people who um, believe in our values, who believe what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, mainly by um, spreading the word around. And what's the qualification? criteria to get in. There is no qualification Under criteria. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Under so 40. What you, um, uh, if you're old, you can <laughs> So yes, it is for young professionals uh, between age between 18 and 40. When I say professionals, uh, <laughs> when I say professionals, we have so many people from different industri industries. Obviously, I'm an accountant, but there is yeah, yeah. lawyers, there's architects, nurses, marketing specialists. Yeah. So it's really very varied. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes it even more interesting because you get people to work on projects from such a, uh, so many different industries. Yeah. Do, um, do you know who's, who's in it as well? John Murray. Yes, oh, he's so that's yeah, where, so that's where it all. But that's that's you know you that's can just caliber. picture the caliber. Oh, you and I can forget it now. <laughs> yeah, the caliber. Do you know the one thing that shocks me? I can't believe he's under forty because he looks about fifty. Um, oh, you, no. need to, you need to check that. <laughs> hope you're listening, John. I hope you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be asking him for his passport ID now. <laughs> yeah. So what happens when someone hits forty? Is it go? Do you like push them out in the world? Fly? Like, uh, and, and well, like we see the idea is to make space for the young ones. and is, we'll, is, we'll have to set up an OCI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saying that, uh, if you um, have been really good for the organization, you've done amazing things, you have the opportunity to become a senator. Okay. which like uh, a patron type thing. Yeah, well, you, you basically are. Yeah, pretty much. The J, what about that. this? The JSI. <laughs> the JSI. Joe, Joe, Simon Kyle, tell us, um, with yourself, it's a family run business. Do you know, are you, would you, would you, would it be something that you would get involved with as well, with yourself, knowing that you're under 40? Possibly, yeah. Thank, thanks for the compliment, by the way. Yeah, no, no, it, it sounds good. I mean, I'm always trying to, I mean, something for me, I spent a couple of years in the States and I've been back here for two years and something I really love and get a kick out of and it's probably an advantage in running your own business is getting into events and networking mm -hmm. and building relationships because I think that's kind of yeah. a major, major part in, in business. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the time you spent in the States. Yeah. Because, I mean, my, my brother spent time, I think, in North Carolina and he learned so much about leadership and networking and stuff. The Americans are so good at that stuff. Did you have similar experiences? Yeah, so I, I left after my leaving cert. I was 18 and um, went over on a football scholarship to Winthrop University just outside Charlotte, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I know. 
and I mean, knew nobody. Uh, moved away from home, whatever, that 5,000 miles away. Was kind of nervous, but more excited to kind of play at that level. And But I mean, you're just thrown into the deep end and you just fend for yourself, really. And we had a very international team with players from all over Europe, South America. So culturally and the diversity element, just yeah, opening yeah. your mind up to how different people think, how different yeah. people work. Yeah. And yeah, the Americans are very professional in, in, in all yeah, aspects yeah. of life. Yeah. Um, and then after I finished up in college there, I moved up to Washington, D.C. and worked in investment management for 18 months uh, wow. before coming back. So that was a big registered investment advisory managing a lot of money. So that was serious was, uh, stuff. That was, that, that, that was long days. Are you, that are, you, are, you, are you an American citizen? or No, no, no. Not? It was a student visa and then a Just graduate visa. Yeah, no, yeah. No, but no, I'll be getting back in now anyway. <laughs> 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 you could be listening. The, um, it's, it's, and it's right because I worked with in America for, for years and I worked with the Americans for many long time and I, I loved them you know the, yeah. the people themselves are great very trusting mm-hmm. um, and they can offer so much to the world as well and l- like yourselves is I think that everybody should go away from their own country and mm-hmm. work abroad for Absolutely. even one year Absolutely, because yeah. when you do that you come back with the knowledge and the experience that you have. Like I'm sure with the both of you, because you've travelled and you've walked abroad, your mind is open. It really yeah, is, yeah. you know. And, and mm-hmm. even like I lived in Germany. I was in Germany for ten years and I worked in, the, in and I worked in England as well for about eight years. So I've and I've travelled all over the world with sales and marketing. So yeah. my knowledge and experience is vast. Mm-hmm. And if I had left, if I had never left Ireland. I wouldn't be able to be the person that I am today, and I love it. And yeah. I love it, and so congratulations on both of on that. Yeah. And uh, look, on that note, we're just going to um, take a quick break, and what we'll do is we'll get straight back in. And say, Simon, maybe you could sing a song in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. Or we could do animal noises. <laughs> and on that, uh, we will be back in a minute. Thank you. Broadcasting to South Dublin on ninety-three point nine. This is Dublin South FM. And welcome back to Business Eye. We're having a good old natter here on a Friday afternoon with two super people and Simon as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> so Simon, how are you finding your first uh, 15 minutes of being a broadcaster? It's interesting. I just said during the break, I prefer it to being an interviewee, but in some respects, it's easier talking about yourself. So I'll change that. I actually prefer being on where they are. It's easier talking for me because I like because I talk forever. So, but it's but it's great to have two great guests. So will we just do a quick music chair. <laughs> talk, talk, talk to me right. for the next twenty. I'm going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be an interviewee now. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'll, I, maybe I'll talk to Kyle first <laughs> about your business. So the karting business has been around twenty six years. Seven. We're into twenty seven. Yeah, years. So yeah. And so, what's the secret of success? How, how long has it been? Why, how, you know, how has it done so well for twenty six years? How are you going to keep moving it forward? What, what are yeah. the secrets there? Yeah, well, it, it's definitely, um, you know, when people think about, well, you guys have been long for so long, it's great, positive for us, but obviously there's the day-to-day challenges that everyone has in running a business. But I think we kind of have maybe three uh, USPs or differentiators, mm-hmm. if you will. I think one, obviously our product is great, um, very unique. So we have, as I mentioned, we started off at one flat track. We now have three multi-level tracks. So, you know, up, downs, hills, bank corners, which is like across a continent, pretty unique if not i don't know any other ones that have that kind of yeah, up and yeah. down situation so uh, and our overseas 
uh, visitors and customers always tell us that it's like wow this is like the best thing we've ever done so that's great the way and the fact that we have three tracks it means that like people can come back and get different variety yeah and you know it's they all present different challenges like we have we run a corporate uh, charity night every year and people represent their company and you know we donate some money but it fits into the likes of the schemes of where people either go to the dog track or they yeah. go mm. go kart racing yep. or so it's or archery yeah, it's, or paintball. So it's 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 quite competitive. Yeah, because you've got. I was going to say tambourine, but I mean jump zones. God, tambourine <laughs> yeah. classes. There we go. Uh, so it is quite competitive. Yeah. When is the peak time for yourselves, or the peak time of the year, or is there a lull? Or we're pretty much busy all year round. I mean, Friday to Sunday weekends are pretty much at one hundred percent capacity. I mean, we've three tracks, so ideally all three will be running seven days a week, twelve yeah. hours a day. But <laughs> sometimes that doesn't happen. So yeah, I mean. Christmas is obviously very busy for corporates. I mean, we have corporates all year round, but every Christmas party the summer, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the kids off. So, but end luckily, end. we don't really have to. I mean, January and September would be on a relative scale the yeah. two of the quarter months. But now we're pretty solid all year round, which is great. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention as well. I think our team and the staff that we have uh, are a massive, a massive uh, plus for us. So I think safety is a massive thing in the industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, it, no, keep, keep going. Yeah, so, I mean, people, when you say karting or motorsport, mm. there's certain, I'd say, stereotypes. Like, when people aren't aware, because it's such a niche thing, if aren't aware of what's involved, yeah. they might think, oh, it's a little bit dangerous. But we obviously have very strict compliance with safety regulations. We're part of the NKA governing body. They okay. do annual inspections. We have to do rigorous training with the guys. So yeah, yeah. that's all great. And, I mean, my two operations managers... One's been with us since day one that we opened in 92 and the other one's been with us 17 years. So, yeah. I mean, that kind of experience is just invaluable, really. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's quite, it's something you just mentioned there and I think it's quite important in all organisations as well, um, having a good team and mm. people working. And it's something that I've spoke about in the past uh, about having toxic people within an organisation. And even if that person is brilliant at their job, and they're toxic to everybody else in the job, you should get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm quite strong about it is because even though they're great at what they're doing, what they're causing can be affecting, if you really want to get down to the bottom line of everything else that's happening in the organization as well. I 100% agree with that. And in fact, at 52 this year, and I've got, you know, like you, I've traveled the world, lived in Australia, UK, Poland for a bit, and done many different things. But it's only this year I've set three – when I meet new people in business, I set myself three little gates to go through. A, do I trust them, right? Then do I respect them? And even if those two pass, if I don't like them, I'm cautious. So trust, respect, like – and I think – that's well, kind of handy for me as well. Yeah, you, you just about passed. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, and that's it. And especially in an organization. And I'm sure you find that as well, being in the, the world of chartered accountants. That Absolutely. It, it, the, the trust has to be there, especially with, yeah. you know, when you're looking at clients and looking at how they're operating and, and you know, looking at the figures and the bottom line within a company very, as very well. Much honestly, so, yeah. Very much so. As a, as a chartered accountant and as the organization, what do you see is the biggest challenge that our companies are having at the moment in this, let's call it the new Celtic Tiger? Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, I think uh, staff retention might be one of them. First of all, attracting the right talent. Yeah. And secondly, uh, retaining them. 
I yeah. mean, in Ireland at the moment, obviously, especially if you are a qualified chartered accountant, uh, there is no uh, such a thing as having an issue in finding a job. Um, so I guess it's it's uh, for the companies, they compete with each other quite a lot um, to attract yeah. the right talent yeah. in the first place. Um, and secondly, when they have them, to, to retain them. Uh, I'm a millennial and there is this... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so um, our engineer is shouting in my earpiece. I won as well. Oh, he, he looks like one. <laughs> well, so yeah, one of the things that to attract us and to retain uh, one of us is to make us feel that we add value. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that will be the, the, the kind of key. I know there is a lot of benefits that the companies offer, free meals, um, free a lot of freebies and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, parties and all that kind yeah, of stuff. It's, it's the gym and everything, but I don't think yeah. it's, it's... It's funny, my wife is a qualified accountant mm -hmm. and she's a, a nutritionist. Yeah. And she realized that her passion and her love was nutrition. Mm -hmm. And she left accountancy. Yeah. because she realized at the end it was only a means to an end of why mm -hmm. she did it. And she loves and she's an excellent nutritionist and she, you know, she gets the functional medicine end of it as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's really about following your, your heart and everything. Like, ask me to be an accountant. I, you know, <laughs> I no, no, nope. maybe nope. go-karting. I yeah. probably would, but after a while, you'd, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. you'd have to say you're eating all the sweets. <laughs> exactly. So we yeah. all love what we do. Well, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. What's your passion? That's a cool question. I, got, I was a lucky one to get that one first. Um, I think I love kind of pushing myself. And, uh, you know, in terms of, I mean, obviously I played football a lot growing up and was involved in karting as like a summer job growing up. So I was aware of the operational side. Um, but, you know, my experience in America as well and kind of just being on my own and being independent, um, it just really helped and it's, I mean, I've been working for myself now for two years, and although it's challenging, it can be long, it can be stressful. It's very rewarding. Yeah. What, what What are the best parts of running the the carding business for you? Well, it's obviously it's a lot funner than working in finance. That's <laughs> yeah. one thing. Tick. Uh, that's one tick. Uh, I mean, just the rewarding to know that you're in control of pretty much most decisions. I mean, it's not a dictatorship at all, but like to be able to have a say in how things are going, try new things, see things working, yeah. see customers leaving with a smile on their face as well. And yeah. I think one thing, I know we mentioned team being a very integral part, but for them to be happy as well. Like yeah. there's no point of us running a fun experience entertainment venue if yeah. my staff aren't happy. So, yeah. I mean, it's just to be able to see your work. I mean, the fruits of your work kind of, Bearing, yeah, Th sense. that's really important because in the old days, business was about getting money out of clients, but it's more and more about building relationships and making sure customers are partners and happy. And mm. I, and you know, just I just noticed Patricia, I was reading your bio, and it says mm -hmm. it says online you're an active citizen who who strives to make positive change in the world. Explain that a bit because <laughs> that's really deep, and it, to me, it sounds very attractive. It sounds really good, positive. Ex mm -hmm. Explain what you mean by that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's exactly what my passion is, creating a positive value, helping others, creating yeah. better communities, and yeah. basically striving to be the best version of myself and helping yeah. others to do the same. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I always said that I wanted to change the world, obviously. Uh, as I was growing up, I realized that maybe not necessarily the whole world, but you can. what you can do as an individual is change yourself and the yeah. world around you. Yeah. 
and the, hence the, the, the tagline. And actually, that's very much what GCI is about. Yeah. We are, that's exactly what our mission and vision is, yeah. uh, to be the leading uh, global network of young active citizens who create the positive around, around the world. Um, and and yeah. that's by not making, you know, uh, huge steps. It could be just small little things every day yep. that create a huge value. This is what I really like about millennials. So, for example, our age group, we grew up, we always had two cars, two diesel gas guzzling cars outside of a, a house, you know, and we didn't think about the consequences. And whereas mm. millennials tend not to have a car, you know, you <laughs> might use a scooter or whatever. And we didn't really care too much about climate change and all these other issues, mm. whereas Millennials are actually getting into this stuff. You know? I must be a millennial, Dave. <laughs> In comparison, it's just you can just see a big sweeping change, you know, which is a great thing. It, it is. And, you know, really what it is and, and the reason why we asked you is, was what is your passion? Because it all starts about a ripple effect. Yeah. You know, and everyone that that I asked, you say, look, I want to help people. And in life, we can go out and we can sort of help people, but we might have a financial inkling in the back of our mind and I've learned through many years and with many businesses that when you take away that financial backing it, that and just go and see what you're doing with your passion mm -hmm. your business explodes it, it, you know it's yeah. it, the money will come and it, it's very hard for people to go oh yeah I've heard that story before but it does when you really mm -hmm. want it like with yourself what, you, what you're doing Kyle is you're helping people have fun you're enjoying it you're loving what you're doing it's in your blood but the motor trade is in your blood it yeah. is you're part of the motor trade mm -hmm. the automotive industry I'd hate to tell you yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well I think on that point like what you're key. saying about money I was only thinking about this earlier like that's not good anymore, as you say. But like you talked about engagement with your customers and the yep. whole digital transformation. Now. Customers yeah. want to feel loved and feel that they can trust the brand. They want a like, relationship. They want a relationship exactly, yeah, yeah. and feel like you know we're trying to create as an engagement strategy so they can exactly. you know different touch points along the way. Yeah. Because they want, I want them to have a positive emotion when they think of us. It's not yeah. just hey, thanks for your X amount of money. See you in two years, kind of yeah. thing. It's yeah. no, we want them. You know, if if you're good to them, they'll be good to you. That's yeah. what but it's even mm -hmm. with yourselves as well that. You know, it's it's getting into it's corporate is where you're chasing and build those team building mm, and mm. it's then it's you know people knowing and expecting every year that they go to Colmore Karting <laughs> and and have it like any time I've gone karting I've loved it and every t it's been I'll admit it's been a long time since I've gone but every time I wanted I I came out of wanting to buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I've done it twice, and it demonstrates to me that there's a dangerous person inside me because I just, when I get one of those things, I just get so like I just want to win, you know. I don't. Maybe I should just calm down. Yeah, but it's, you know, yeah, yeah, but, but it's also I, I've got the really bad hands here. I know, yeah. And we've no maximum age in Colmore, so you guys will be all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing it then. It's really funny now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how long have we got? Left? Yeah, right. Tough questions coming up. Yeah. So tell me. With the environment, you know, how how are you adapting with you know with the whole environment yeah. and tires and mm. everything mm. on it? Have you have you? Yes. So we run. So we still run the petrol uh, carts okay. uh, at the moment, but it is something we've got a couple new fleets the last few years, and I have looked at getting electric carts in, and we probably will wow. in the next four wow. years. Wow. But yeah. the issue is right now. Um, I, I, I never heard them coming up behind me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but. <laughs> That, 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 that was my concern was that like they're going to get rid of all the buzz but I've mm. talked to a few industry manufacturers and they say no they can add sounds yeah, but yeah. I mean we probably won't have a choice anyway so it's like right now unfortunately 
the technology is not there. You basically, you need two electrics for every petrol you have because they need to be charging, which isn't okay. practical for okay. us. But yeah, it's the cost element of it as well. Mm. It's it's. I'm a petrol head myself. Like you know, working from the motor industry, I've had the fast cars, and yeah. you know, I've drove around. I remember driving, test driving, taking when we used to sell them was the Viper V10. Oh, yeah, the Dodge Viper. The Dodge Viper. <laughs> I remember driving down the the the, the, huh. the road, and I knocked it from fourth gear into second, and I went. And jumped into the other lane yeah. because I missed the gears on it, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't do that again. But the for, Formula E is taking off, isn't it? The yeah, but, version of Formula One. Yeah, I think they're a little bit they're a little bit slower than obviously the, the normal petrol cars. Yeah. But I mean, it's something that, like as you say, I'm a petrol head too. I think most of the people that work there are petrol heads. So yeah. you know, but Toyota have you know with electrics with Toyota, you know they because people weren't hearing the cars in America, they were putting the sound in the whirring mm. sound, the, yeah. the whirring sound in mm. on it, yeah. and it, it's 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 really quite in, interesting. Um, so look, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back, folks. We'll be right back after this break. Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience. So, uh, Patricia, we were just talking about passion and what motivates us. And I, you know, I, I see that you, uh, you're your operations accountant at Goal, and you used to be in the private sector. So there must have been a deep passion, motivation to move from the private sector into a really worthy place like Goal. Absolutely. So for those who don't know, Goal is an international humanitarian aid and development agency. Um, when I was training to become a qualified accountant, I worked with Deloitte and that was absolutely incredible experience. But because of joining GCI, I uh, found out that helping people, helping communities is really what um, motivates me, what really makes me happy. Um, so that's why I decided to move from a private sector to NGO. Wow, that's good. That's great. Um, and, and yeah, I, I moved and moved. It, it was, um, well, at least my colleagues thought it was a bold move. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't regret it. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and I'm really excited to go to work. Wow. Uh, I really feel like we're creating um, a, a, a difference in the world. I'm just back from Haiti where I work with my finance team there. Yeah. Um, that and must I'm, have been challenging. It was absolutely. It's it's a completely different word, and the yeah. I I actually probably choose the worst time to go there because they were um, and still are experiencing a lot of demonstration uh, demonstrations and civil unrest. Um, obviously, they are very unhappy with the government. Yeah. Uh, they want their president to step down and so on. So it is a very difficult political situation. Yeah. Uh, people are poor. Poor. A lot of them uh, leave for fifty dollars a month. So the, the the challenges are absolutely there, and that's why we. We are so happy to be there to make small difference and um, to help people build more resilient communities and and have businesses and provide for themselves. That's fantastic. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do, do you know? Um, I had him on the show there a while back. Uh, Bill Phillips, a uh, very very interesting gentleman. Yeah. You know Bill? Do you? I don't know him. No, but yeah. I know of him. Yeah. Like Bill um, was is uh, helped the Red Cross with a protocol that mm -hmm. when they land into a country of where there's been a war or there's been a disaster. They use his protocol that he developed with them to set up everything. Wow. Yeah, and he's based in Dublin. He actually would be good for you to have a, a bring in as a talk. He mm. talks about leadership at uh, JCI. Yeah, that's yeah, very interesting. There you go, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets applause. Yeah. But it is fascinating. It's, it is rewarding. It is definitely rewarding. There's one thing which I think the uh, charities 
are mm. moving away from. And I know it was the big thing, at, you know, and it was knocking at your door at six o'clock and trying to get that, that 10 euros. And now I, mm-hmm. I contribute to Bernardo's and um, Troker on mm-hmm. a monthly basis. But have they stepped away from that now? And the reason why I mention it is if you look at Leprosy Ireland, Mm-hmm. Leprosy Ireland, what they're doing is they have a cafe in Dunleary and in that cafe, it's the money that they earn from that mm-hmm. is going into into the organisation. And then they do, I think everyone's doing the um, yeah, yeah. ballroom dancing and everything mm-hmm. as well. Have you stepped away from knocking on doors or is it something that you're still doing? So I can only speak on behalf of Goal. Yeah, well, um, that's a goal. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. most of um, our donors are actually institutional uh, donors, okay? So uh, European Union, um, US government and so on. So vast majority, and I mean vast majority of our donations come from those big institutional donors. But absolutely, we that's something that we are trying to get better at yeah, yeah. is actually, um, you know, um, reaching out to the Irish population, which is very generous. Yeah. It's something that we haven't been... Um, um, doing well so far, to be yeah. quite honest with you, and something that we are looking into. Now, I don't think we'll be knocking at anyone's doors. Yeah. Do you know, but you know what's brilliant, actually? Um, there's a company called the Art of Charity, or, and they basically create these, um, say, you pick, say, a hare or a rabbit or a dog, mm-hmm. and then they get artists to paint these all up, and then they auction them off. The that, art of fundraising. That's, that's exactly fundraising what we did actually. with our campaign, What uh, on Earth. So basically, we got a famous people, uh, artists, to design um, globes, right. and then we sold them yeah, the uh, yeah. at an auction. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. Um, currently, we are running, so we run different campaigns from time to time. So currently, we run the Goal Mile, yeah. where you run uh, or walk or swim a mile a day and you raise money in, um, by doing so. That's a great idea. Yeah. So there is no knocking on the door, but uh, yeah. we do. So which are you like doing, that. walking or swimming? Or it's walking for me. Walking. <laughs> a mile a That's day. Good. That's good. Yeah, I, could, I could handle that. You could handle that. That's me yeah. up and down the stairs and yeah. times as well. It? We've talked about passions, but what about challenges that you both face in your working life and how would you overcome some of those challenges? Kyle. Um, I think uh, the biggest learning curve, I guess, since I started as the kind of managing director in Colmore is time is obviously you kind of hear that as the most valuable resource in the whole wider business community. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's 24 hours in a day, but how much can your brain operate at optimal efficiency throughout the day? Like you only really have eight hours probably productive realistically. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as I mentioned again, it's get surround yourself with the right people that as you said you can trust yep. so I, if i didn't have a team that i knew was carrying out standards to what i expect i couldn't go out and grow the business and try new initiatives because you'd be just worrying about what's going on all the time so, you'd probably just be sitting in one of those carts just going yeah, around. Yeah, yeah 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 so i mean i think just trying to overcome time i think as you said uh, about the labor market i think that's the one negative of all these multinational companies like facebook and google yeah, coming into yeah. dublin the Irish small business kind of suffers a little bit because yeah. we can't really offer as much as... I think it's a mindset as well. Mm. Really mm. Mm. What's the future for you? Hopefully to keep going. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've been here 27 years and people we've seen, our existing customer base keeps coming back and back. 
Um, so I mean, as we've got three different tracks, I think we'll be we'll, we'll still be pairing on in with, with in twenty years. That's the plan, anyway. Would you build anywhere else around? Uh, we 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 did uh, operate uh, one in out by the airport, Card City. It's an outdoor one. That's right. uh, outdoor doesn't really uh, go too yeah. well in uh, Irish in Irish weather. So, yeah. um, I'm not sure. I think uh, we're going to stick to what we are at the moment. But in terms of expanding, I think we're going to focus on customer experience and digital. Focus on what you do well yeah, and build yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Patricia, what about challenges that you face in your professional life and, and how do you personally work your way through those? Sure. Um, well, I'd say because I've, I, <laughs> I have so many hats. So obviously, in addition to my professional career, I'm also the president of JCI Dublin. I also sit on the Young Professionals Committee for Chartered Accountants. I'm dizzy already. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is a lot going on. So I think uh, what you said about time, but I take it from a different perspective. So instead of managing your time, managing yourself, there's so yeah. many distractions. There is so many different things shouting at you yeah. that it is very important that you manage yourself you pick the right things um and i guess yeah work well with people for sure because you can only do so much on your own so yeah. definitely have the right people around you build your building your, your strong network um get better at managing yourself i'd say yeah. and uh, that's pretty much and i'd say obviously you have to take care of your mind and your body as well because yeah. that's key if if you're unwell if you're not feeding yourself uh, right if you're not active you are going to suffer yeah that's it and tell us where can people reach out to you give them uh give us the details where they can actually reach out then to jci and then uh, about goal as well so give us all that information absolutely there. so with jci we're on all social media uh jci dublin.org is our official website so that's how you can reach us um we are on twitter instagram facebook uh, linkedin anywhere uh you find us there if you type in uh, if you just do a Google search about GCI Dublin, you'll definitely uh, find us very easily. Uh, in terms of goal, again, it's goal global. Um, so we have, we're present at all social media. Um, we do have our website as well. So it's, it's very easy to find us and, and find out more about us. Um, in terms of GCI, you can just call into any of our monthly workshops and find out more, um, experience what we do on, on a day to day basis. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how you find us. And Kyle, yourself? Yeah, well, you can find us in person in Dublin 10, just off the Longmore Road. Uh, we're about three or four minutes from the Red Cow exit on the M50, yeah. 15 minutes from Dublin City Centre. So, But then like that, in the digital world, kylemorecarting.ie, all our social channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And if you're old-fashioned, uh, telephone, 626 <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't want to ask people to telephone nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Simon... Tell us what you do and where people can reach out. What I do. You. So, uh, got a, a bit minute. like Patricia, I wear about six different hats, but, uh, <laughs> fundamentally, I've got a business consultancy, uh, called mm -hmm. GCM Consulting and SimonHague.com, which is really about a bit like what you do, Joe. I help, uh, coach executives. Um, I help organizations, businesses grow and leaders grow. So, uh, SimonHague.com, um, I don't remember the phone number, but simonhague.com. Okay. You're on, you're you're on, find on, me there. You're on LinkedIn. <laughs> and with myself, uh, just let uh, people know on the 24th of June, I'm running a mastermind uh, seminar for coaches and consultants. It's uh, It'll be on my website or you'll find it on LinkedIn. And that is for consultants and coaches. And that is a mastermind on the 24th of this month. 
and that and it's joedalton.ie so look folks we're coming to the end of the show i would like to thank our two guests for coming in thank you very much i hope you had a fun as much as we did and <laughs> i'd like to thank danny our engineer who's shouting in my ear in in there danny <laughs> uh, you're a, a, gr- a great doing a, another great job as always and i also then want to put it to uh, simon for um well done well done, Simon. Thanks, Joe. It's been and, great uh, again. It's uh, been on the other 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 side, so yeah, we, yeah. we like that little cake for you now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we I survived. <laughs> and yes, folks, this is Friday. It is uh, a beautiful day again. We're based up here in the Gods in Dundrum Shopping Centre. We would like to thank you all for listening, and I hope to catch us all again next week on Business Eye. And the show can be caught on Mixcloud on Business Eye. It'll be up and running when Danny gets around to do it on podcasting. So till then, have a super, super week and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9, this is Dublin South FM.